And welcome to A Healthy Conversation. I'm Mike Mankiewicz. This is brought to you by Canon Hospice. Go to canonhospice.com to find out more. Also check out the Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash canonhospice. As always, I am joined by Joshua Bruce hey, from Mike. Canon Hospice. Hey there, Josh. How are you, man? I'm doing terrific, sir. Today, we have actually got a whole lot of ground that we are going to cover today. First, we are lucky to have in the studio Leslie Buckler from Bras on Broad. That's kind of tricky to say there, Leslie. Thank you for joining us. Hi, good morning. Hey, and also welcome to Claiborne Smith. She is the practice manager for Dr. Paul Mace, who specializes in uh, breast diseases. And we're going to brag on Dr. Paul here in just a little bit, Claiborne. But welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, what, healthy conversation going pink this week, huh? It's going really pink. What we are doing. It is October. It is. If the NFL players can wear pink, so can we. Yes. Mr. Yes. Okay? You want to help save the boobies. That's the important thing. <laughs> about the, yes. Well, I can say that. That's what we're doing this Saving month. second base. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's great. That. I love I that. Absolutely love that. Well, that's exactly what we're going to talk, talk about with Leslie right off the bat. Bras on broad. That is kind of tricky to say. It doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. You know what I'm saying, Leslie? But tell <laughs> Absolutely. me more about that. <laughs> uh, bras on broad came up during a fun committee that we have at the Boynton. Mm-hmm. We come up with activities for our associates, and we come up with activities for the community. So bras on broad, Broad Avenue, that is where we're located. Okay. Um, so we are going to collect and string bras down. We're actually going to go down to Highway 90. <laughs> And we'll, we're going to try and stretch from Highway 49 all the way down to the college. Okay. Uh, wow. So let's see how far we can go. So what, do people actually come down and we, we donate like old bras? Not old bras. No, we want new bras. Uh, The bras will be donated after we stretch them uh, to the local battered women's shelter in Gulfport. Okay. Two causes here. Two causes. (laughs) Gives Hands Across America a whole new name. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) This is all just to help. This is so great, though. I mean, how else can you get the word out? This great big broad chain. I'm I'm going to drive down there just to see it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, And we know it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But most people do not know that it is also National Nonviolence for Women Month. Of course. So we want to uh, help both. That's a pretty serious issue right now. So, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very important. We're going to talk to Renee, actually, from the uh, Gulf Coast Women's Center for Nonviolence. And that's coming up a little bit later on in the show there, too. I'm just out of curiosity. How many bras would you think that it's going to take? Did you? What did you do last year? This is the first year. Oh we we are just. It, it's just the first guessing. one. We we do not know yet. We don't know how far we're going to be able to stretch them. We hope the distance, but um, mm-hmm. it depends on how many bras we get, how many participants we get. Okay, so, well, come on, just you know, pony up. For the bras, bring bring lots of bras. So down where there. we where are we donating Absolutely. these bras We're to? We're going to have mm-hmm. some drop off points. Uh, Grace okay. Healthcare on uh, Pops Ferry Road. It will All be right. a drop off. The Boynton will be a drop off point. Okay. We're going to ask Paul Mace's office to be mm-hmm. a drop off point. Fantastic. So we're trying. To, they're up by uh, Garden Park. Mm-hmm. So we have Pops Ferry in Biloxi. We have the Boynton on Broad Avenue in Gulfport. There are several locations that you can drop off. Okay, so if, actually, if somebody wants to go ahead and let you use their business as a drop. Point Absolutely. And they want to get in touch with you. How would they do that? How would they, they can call me on my cell phone? It is 
239-0508. And that is my work cell phone. Call me anytime. I'll come and pick them up. Fantastic. Okay. And then uh, go ahead and if you want to, you can go ahead and put up on the uh, Facebook page there, facebook.com slash Canon Hospice and find out for drop off points. I'm sure that'd be all right with Josh. Yeah. Also, give me like, you know, bras on broad, but is there a website? Is there, you know, where else can people go for There is not a website. They can uh, join us on our Facebook page, uh, the Boynton Nursing Facility. And all the information is going to be on the Facebook page. Okay, so Uh, it would be what, facebook.com slash... The Boynton Nursing Facility. There you go. So go Mm -hmm. and check that out. Leslie Buckler, we're going to talk to you a little bit more a little bit later uh, about, uh, like you said, the uh, Gulf Coast Women's Center for Nonviolence is going to be in here as well. And we're going to talk to uh, those fine folks in just a little bit. But now we got to bring Claiborne Smith in here, too. She is the practice manager, first of all, for Dr. Paul Mace, who specializes in breast diseases. And I told you that we were going to let you do this. Go ahead and brag on anybody who wants to work on getting cancer out of people. I love him already. So go ahead and brag on Dr. Paul for a absolutely, little while. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Dr. Mace began practice in 1997 as a general surgeon. He has done a lot of extra studies as far as breast disease goes. Mm-hmm. He works very, very closely with the oncologist and um, OBGYNs who refer many of their patients to us after they've had their yearly mammogram or a breast exam. And he's got a wonderful bedside manner, and our patients love him. So we're really, really proud to be able to be a part of this and be able to promote breast cancer awareness. So when you go down to Dr. Paul Mace's office to drop your bra off, Josh, right? okay, <laughs> when you go down there, I want to make sure that you just say, you know what, and tell Dr. Paul that I love him. Because he just does a great job. Okay, remember well, I, to do I, that. I don't. I don't have any bras personally, but <laughs> but but I, I tell bras. you this: Cannon actually will. We're gonna find some blue bras and donate because that's that's a great cause. Okay. It really is. It absolutely that's the, is. It yes. is. That's too fun. Whoever came up with that idea, they get like extra candy or something. It's a Halloween. I don't know what. It's a, now let's go ahead and Claiborne. Let's talk about early detection. How important that is. Tell me about it. It is so important. Um, There are so many women who've put off their mammogram out of Mm -hmm. fear. And the earlier you detect it, the better your chances of survival. Even sometimes breast conservation, whereas they don't remove the breast, but they can do the lumpectomy, depending on the type of cancer that it is. Once the diagnosis has been made, Dr. Mace and the patient, and a lot of times the patient's family, they get together and they make the decision what is best for the patient. They Sometimes they have the bilateral mastectomies with the reconstruction. Sometimes mm-hmm. they don't. It just depends on their personal feelings on the matter. I know with the bilateral mastectomies, mm-hmm. my grandmother actually had that. That was, mm-hmm. I mean, it, I know if you catch it quick, it's it's good for you. But Absolutely. It, but it can take you, too. It's pretty serious. It, it is. And you have to get I, it checked. You do have to be checked. And if you feel a lump, whether you think it's insignificant or not, you need to have it checked. Now, the early detection, like when you just started to talk about that, a lot of women, you said, won't do it just out of fear. Out of fear. Is that really? It's like, my goodness, you know, come on. We hear it all the time. We hear it all the time. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, And we've had some patients who have had the lump for many years. And if you put it off, your chances of survival drop significantly. It's not a pleasant experience to have a mammogram, but it's a necessary one. 
Well, sure. We talked about male cancers the other day because, you know, the bubble ball's coming up again. Sure. Throwing the bubble ball out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we talked about how with males, they don't want to get the prostate checked. I mean, I could see that she's saying this. I, I, I'm I'm seeing a connection yeah, here. I understand. Yeah, there is a fear. I mean, I guess if I don't know, it's not really true. You know, a lot of us are guilty of that, but it's just so. Or important. I don't want it to be true, so I just pretend like it's not there. Okay. Well, and the same goes for men. You mm-hmm. men, too can develop breast cancer. Which they did talk about. Uh-huh. They talked about that the other day, yes. That's something we just don't think about. I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah, that's we, and we really should. So now, let's talk about, early detection is so very important. Let's talk about the prevention then. I mean, just for the lady at home. Do your monthly self-breast exams. Make it the date of your birthday of each month. Yeah, or make it go. the first of each month. Make it payday. Whatever is going to make you remember to do those self-exams. See your breast specialist every mm-hmm. year. Have your mm-hmm. mammogram every year. That's a yearly? That's all you, that every really has to be? Every year. And no? start okay. at 40. Mm-hmm. If you feel something before 40, because we do see several women with breast cancer mm-hmm. under the age of 40. Um, it's just it, more common. With It's the, more common. That's what the recommendation is. Mm-hmm. We've heard in the news in the past several years saying that mammograms aren't necessary. But they mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. They are very necessary. Let's get and them. And every year, every year, <laughs> yes. we now, send out so notices. So a year is enough. Once a year is enough. Once a year is enough. Is that, now, there okay. are some people who are at an increased risk of mm-hmm. developing breast cancer. So there are other options. You can have the mammogram every six months or okay. an exam every six months. They also do the MRIs of the breast, which can see a little bit differently than the mammogram can. So if you're a candidate for that, then by all means, you know, just stay in touch with your physician. We talked about this on previous shows. Get your yearly checkup, period, point blank. Your your yearly physical, get that done, no matter what. Mine's coming up. As a matter of fact, mine's coming up. Well, and there are a lot of women who, who have lost family members to breast cancer. So mm-hmm. if you're one of them, it's doubly important. If you're a candidate also, there's a called a BRAC test. It's a gene mutation test where oh, they can... Explain that one, yeah. It's it's a simple oral swab, uh, gargle, and there's labs now that do the genetic testing to see if you carry the gene. There are some qualifications in order to have your insurance cover it or to be a candidate for it, you know, such as family history. If you're someone who's had no family history whatsoever of breast cancer, you're not going to be a candidate for that test. Uh, all right. Just because I'm a man and at any opportunity I have to mention Angelina Jolie's name, I will go ahead and bring that up. Is that exactly what she that found That is out? exactly. Okay. Because it was very uh, well publicized that, that she found out that she and has she the And she took gene a proactive that, approach and okay. I respect her for that. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. But that would be the same test absolutely. that you're talking about. Absolutely. Right there. We well, have then, those in our office. Okay. See, you could be like Angie. You're not going to marry Brad. It's not going to happen, okay? But the other part is going to be the same thing. And then now let's talk about treatment options. Now you've found out. Yes, you do. Depending on the size of the tumor and the type of the tumor, some women do have to have chemotherapy or radiation first. Most cases, they can have the mastectomy, and having the bilateral mastectomy is typically the better approach mm-hmm. because it reduces your, you know, the recurrence. The women have the mastectomy and the reconstruction at the same time. Very good success. And then they go to their oncologist, and uh, Dr. Mace works very closely with the oncologist. And we stay in touch with these patients. They're so happy when this is over with. It's such a relief to know 
that they don't have to worry about developing breast cancer again in most cases, depending on you know how far along it is. Dr. Mace will also do the lymph node biopsy to see in the axillary to see if there's um, any cancer there. That gives the oncologist a better idea uh, about the treatment and so forth. I'm, I'm falling. I'm falling in love with the good doc already. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Oh, yes. he's awesome. Yes, he does. I, you know, it's something to be said about modern medicine and the science that we have right now. Because when my grandmother did it, it she had to wait multiple months to recover before she could even have the reconstruction and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, that was, I was very young. I remember mm-hmm. that. That was, wow. that was a process. Yes. It's come a long way. It yeah. really has. And there's so many, so many more options well, now. I do have one question. So if they were to come in and do this and you were talking about the self-test, you guys can be able to show them the proper ways to do these self-tests, right? You would yes. coach them. Yes. Okay. Cause I know some people, they just, they don't feel comfortable. They don't know. They're like, I don't know if I'm doing it right. The I, important thing is, to know what their breast feels like. The breasts do tend to change during the cycle in the month. So that's why they say just once a month. Don't do it every day because then you'll, you know. But okay. it's just to get you used to what's normal for your breast. And if you mm-hmm. feel something. Anything get a check. Anything. Even the slightest. Anything. Slightest get a check. Get there it you checked. Go. Now, going back, I wanted to, to go back because you mentioned radiation right off the bat for as far as treatment options go. Um, how, what have you seen in the past? I mean, if someone starts to get it, it does it vary? I mean, uh, for a radiation treatment, does that only take, say, a few months? Uh, you know, how, how many treatments? That uh, would or? be a question better for, for the radiation oncologist. Okay. But um, it's it's. Radiation, um, as far as breast patients go, we don't have to have it as much. We haven't been seeing that. Okay. That's yeah. good. That's it a is good. good. Thing. And yes. it, it, you know, like I said, it depends on the size of the tumor, mm-hmm. if there's you know, anywhere else in the body. But that decision is made between Dr. Mace and the oncologist and the radiation oncologist. Now, too, another thing, too, and let's just go ahead and put some uh, minds at ease. What, if you feel something different, that doesn't necessarily mean you have cancer, right? Oh, heavens That's, no. Most aren't. That's Most it. aren't. Yeah. But you don't want to take that chance. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Right. But, I mean, when you go in and you say, okay, now I have felt something different. There's a little lump. They can do a biopsy, and then and how long or is it? A lot of times, they don't even need a biopsy. Oh, really? A lot of times, all they need to do is... Uh, they, we can do ultrasound in the office. Really? Um, yes, That's absolutely. So much different. Your See, mammogram. I knew somebody about ten years ago, and it was. It can just be a, a simple cyst that your body will reabsorb. <laughs> there you go. It is that simple. So all you got to do there, there's so many treatment options that are available to you out there. And when you go down, you're going to see one of the, the nicest guys and the biggest champions in the world too. Boy, Dr. Paul is going to get so many new customers. You know that from us. <laughs> I <hope> so. <laughs> so we're just going to brag on Dr. Paul Mace all the way through the show here, Claiborne Smith. Practice manager for Dr. Paul Mace, who specializes in breast diseases. Any other, you know, little pieces of advice and anything else to, to just kind of sum it up? I think the important thing would be to spread the word. And if you've got a friend that has a concern, tell them, mm-hmm. you know, come to Dr. Mace. Okay. But uh, no, I think it's really important, even though you're afraid, don't let that stop you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you see any changes in your breast, yeah. don't let that stop you. Go and seek medical treatment. And see, that's why I, I wanted to urge people that it's just like because you feel something that there is different in there doesn't necessarily mean that you have cancer. And it's a very simple test there in the office. And you it's might our find favorite out phone it's call nothing. to make. It's our yeah. favorite phone call to there make with the results. You know, your pathology was beautiful. Okay. You have no problems. Fantastic. That's terrific. And you know what, Leslie? I want you to jump back in here real quick because I want you to give out the locations again. Tell me again about Bras and Broad before we go to a break really quick because this is like the coolest event Absolutely. Ever. Yeah. Uh, we will meet at the Boyington 
um, at 10.30 in the morning on October 17th. Mm-hmm. We'll go down to Highway 90 and see how far we can stretch from Highway 49 down towards the college in Long Beach. Just hooking bras together, Absolutely, by the way. <laughs> absolutely. After the um, event on the um, Highway 90, we are going to serve lunch at uh, the Boyington to okay. all participants. All right, fantastic. And if they want to find out more, they can go to facebook.com slash, and it's... Uh, the Boyington Nursing Facility. There you go. Go to Absolutely. that Facebook page. You will find out everything. And you can get. You want to give out your cell phone number again in case people want to call you? Yes. 228-239-0508. So go out there and buy yourself some bras and go ahead and donate them. There's going to be a bunch of different places you can call Leslie to find out more about that. We're going to take a quick break on a healthy conversation. It's brought to you by Canon Hospice. Go to canonhospice.com to find out more and check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Canon Hospice. Sartan's Discount Drugs is your hometown pharmacy. We make it easy through expert service with a personal touch. Our staff is dedicated to delivering fair, honest prices with unmatched, friendly, and professional service. Our large selection of top quality products offers everything you're looking for. If we don't have what you need, please just let us know and we'll order it for you. We're proud to be an independent pharmacy committed to the good health of our patients. And welcome back to A Healthy Conversation. This is brought to you by Canon Hospice. Go to canonhospice.com to find out more. Also check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Canon Hospice. So what we are talking about here is saving second base. Save the tatas. <laughs> We're going pink this yes, morning. Yes, we are. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. If the NFL players can wear pink, so can we. Yes. Speak, I know somebody who really loves the color pink, I would imagine, is Dara Skinner. Welcome to the show, Dara. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Glad you, to be here. You are a... I'm going to go ahead and let you her say it because that's got to make you feel so darn good. You're a cancer survivor for how long now? A little over one year now. Yes! Awesome. Yes. Indeed. Okay, now, the very, first of all, she's going to uh, brag on Dr. Paul Mace here coming up in just a little bit. And we're going to give you a chance to do that because I know that that's your doctor too. We spent a good portion of the last segment doing that as well. But let's talk about the whole process that you went through. Tell us, first of all, what you were doing every single year prior to, up to, and including last year. Every single year, I faithfully go for my yearly checkup and have a mammogram done. Very and important. every year, my mammograms were perfectly normal until February of 2013, and there was a spot. That's the radiologist good. wanted me to come back in six months for a follow-up, which okay. I did, and it had grown. Mm-hmm. And they recommended that I have a biopsy, and that's where Dr. Mace came in. I went to see him did the biopsy, confirmed that it was cancer, and we proceeded with surgery. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, how, how quick after that? I mean, so it's like, first of all, you got the, you saw the first mammogram, and then it was six months later because they wanted to check it again. And that's normal there, too. I'm just like, okay, when you first see it the first time, it's okay, as far as the radiologist was concerned, that we can take a look at this again in six months to make sure. Right. When they first looked at it, it wasn't there the year before, but it didn't really send up any red flags. They said, let's just keep an eye on it and come back in six months and check it out. How, okay. how are those six months? <laughs> it was very nerve-wracking. I, I bet. I, I bet. Just hearing it, just like I know, that six, a little six bit, months. There was, there was some of that I knew, and this is going a, a while back, that they had a biopsy, and they actually had to wait 10 days for the results. Those were the longest 10 oh, days of her Lord. life. Okay, we're going to talk, Drita, apparently, we're going to talk to her just a, a little bit there, too. 
So yeah, that, that six months goes by. And so then what happens? Then I'm referred to Dr. Mays for a biopsy. The okay. biopsy is done on Friday, September 20th. Mm-hmm. And Monday, September 23rd, I get the results that it is cancer. Oh, my goodness. See and how you remember those dates. I'm telling too, you. By the way, you'll never, ever forget those Those are those dates ways. you never forget. Mm-hmm. You never forget. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Okay, so now Monday comes. You find that out. What then? What's the next step? I get in to see Dr. Mace that week. We discuss our options. And for me, the best option for me was a double mastectomy with reconstruction. Okay. And I had my surgery on Wednesday, October the 8th. Okay, so how far? I'm sorry, I'm missing the dates. I know you have it uh, burned into your brain. Approximately but two weeks. That's about two weeks after that Monday that you found it out. Okay, so then, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just listening. That's, I know, that's, this is, it's it's like you're you're going through, I mean, I'm, I'm getting the heebie-jeebies, <laughs> as my mom used to call them, it just sitting here listening to your mm-hmm. story there, Dara. Okay, so now about two weeks later, you, you have the, it, 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 go ahead and, and describe that again, what, what you go through there. Well, my cancer was described as um, DCIS, ductal carcinoma in situ, and it was stage zero. It had not gotten into the lymph nodes. It was not invasive yet, okay. but it was a very aggressive form of cancer. And if I would have waited, it would have become invasive and my outcome would have been totally different. Okay. Um, Dr. Mace recommended that I do the double mastectomy because he told me that it's not a question of if, but a question of when it was going to show up in the other breast. Okay. Wow. And because of my age, it would be more beneficial for me to do the double mastectomy now, mm-hmm. and then I don't have to worry about it anymore. So then even removing the one, if you just did the, the single mastectomy... It was still going to end up showing up. That's what he was saying. There was a very strong possibility, and the pathology reports showed that the cancer in the right breast that was removed in the biopsy, there was another spot in the right breast that did not show up on the mammogram. Okay. Wow. And the tissue in the left breast had already begun to exhibit some changes. Okay. So he was correct. It wasn't a question of if. It was a question of when. And having the double mastectomy has given me so much peace of mind knowing that I don't have to worry about that issue ever again. Now you go, and, and you know what? Just going back to, and you had already done how many uh, breast exams, yearly uh, mammograms, up to that were free? How many before this one? It was like four? Four or five? I've been having yearly mammograms since I was 30 years old. Oh, there you go. There's nothing wrong with it. Every single year you keep on doing it. You keep on getting that news that, hey, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. And then, just like you said, had this was very aggressive cancer. Had you not been getting those exams on a yearly basis, now all of a sudden, what happens? Okay? That's what I want to kind of burn into and maybe throw some fear into some folks out there, too. Go and get your yearly mammogram, okay? For so, um, I'm just... Uh... You're saying it's aggressive. You've basically the stage zero. That's you've caught it really early is what you're saying. Right. It was caught extremely early. It had not gotten into the lymph nodes yet. And having my yearly mammogram, I'm able to catch it early. That has to be like a major sign of relief to know that you caught something so aggressive so early. That just 
I mean, I would, I'd feel really good. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> and that's why it's so important that yearly mammograms, and also uh, we were uh, we talked about it in the previous segment too, the monthly exam that you're just doing on your own at home, so very important as well. Okay, so now you have done the double mastectomy, and it is now, because you you said already that you've already had the reconstruction. Now, how much farther are we down the road before that happens? Dr. Mace and a plastic surgeon in Gulfport, Dr. Richardson, mm-hmm. uh, they work together. And I had both my surgeries the same day. Dr. Mace did... <laughs> we talked about that earlier. Yeah, yes. Whoa. Dr. So Mace did the double mastectomy, mm-hmm. and then Dr. Richardson came in right behind him and did the reconstructive surgery. So I had both my surgeries at the same time, and I only had one recovery period. And, oh, you, gosh. You know... Uh, I can remember, you know, I talked about my grandmother earlier about the sure. whole deal. Um, I can remember psychologically <laughs> witnessing after the double mastectomy mm-hmm. and then before the reconstruction, yeah. you could tell there was a sense of, you know, she wasn't very herself. Sure. So to be able to have that, you won't have to worry about, I'm assuming, I mean, you know, you hear about the people that lose a leg or lose an arm or something, and they just, they're mentally, they're just different. Right. Um, if you walked out with nothing right. versus being normal uh, to a sense of being normal, right. y- you would not, you wouldn't be coping very well is what I would assume. But- exactly. Yeah. No. And, and we're going to go ahead and, and uh, brag on Dr. Paul Mace again, because we yeah. did that for a good portion of he, last he's gonna too. He's going to have to take us to dinner after this. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're getting you we're, some new we're customers. Gonna, we're going to get some patients yeah. after this. <laughs> exactly, they're going to sign up. Good man, good man. I just got to ask: Is that common for a, a, a woman in today with the technology and the and you know the knowledge that we have today of having both those surgeries on the same day? It's not as common as I think it should be. Okay, and every woman's case is going to be different. What sure. stage their cancer's in and what they're physically able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are able to do the surgery and the reconstruction at the same time, it's so much better for you physically and psychologically and just having the one recovery time. Okay. And, you know, we do have Trina here that we're yeah. going to start talking to in a little bit. Um, if if we can't get the reconstruction immediately, there's special bras and whatnot that are available to help in that situation, that is, from what we're, I understand. We're just gonna, I just want to one more time, Darius Skinner, <clears throat> sing your own praises. How long have you been cancer-free right now? Over one year. Yes. Go ahead. Yes, indeed. And you know what? Next year we're gonna have her back on this show. We're gonna see. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep That's praising. Right. We're gonna keep going forward. That's like good now, stuff. It, just out of curiosity, though. I mean, now you've you've had the surgery, so I mean, but you have to consider. You continue to find out that you are cancer free. What is that process now? Is it still a yearly exam, or or is it more because of your situation? I do not have to have mammograms anymore because there's no longer any breast tissue to examine, but I still see my doctors once a year to to be checked out. I still have blood work done, and there there are things that they can do to monitor my health to see if anything is different than it was before. Okay. So it's still a yearly exam, though. Still a yearly exam. Okay. Terrific. Derek, congratulations. Boy, oh boy, on that one year. And like you said, yes, we are going to have her back here next year, saying that she's two-year cancer-free because of Dr. Paul Mace. He owes us two dinners now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, Trita, step up to the uh, microphone, because just like you were saying there, Josh, uh, just in case you're not like Dara is, and you could have both of those surgeries in the same day, you're going to meet a very nice lady named Trina Lilly, who is a certified mastectomy bra fitter for Grace Healthcare. Welcome to the show there, Thank you, thank you. You bet. Now, here's some steps that we're going to go through with Trina. Let's say that you can't have that reconstruction surgery, just like Dara did on the same day. 
But how many places do you have, first of all, on the uh, Gulf Coast that you can go and find yourself a mastectomy bra? That's- I think as of right now, there's about three to four different mm-hmm. businesses that offer mastectomy supplies. Okay. Now we're going to brag on Grace Healthcare, first of all, because we've, well, we have. Well, <laughs> great, Grace, man. The, 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 uh, the David. First, yeah, the first show that we did of a healthy conversation, we had your boss in here and I asked David, okay, so. How many items do you have? Because I had absolutely no idea. You go, eh, about 13,000. Yep, you <laughs> okay, are dude, correct. Just list them. That'll fill up the, the rest I'm, of the I'm hour. Still, I'm still living <laughs> off the uh, the radio voice. <laughs> oh, yes. He has a fabulous radio voice. Make sure you tell him that the next I time will, you see I him. Will, okay? I will. So now that's the place that you first and foremost want to go to. Now, what are, let's just be plain and simple, what is a mastectomy bra? A mastectomy bra is a specialty bra for women who have undergone a mastectomy. Okay. A mastectomy bra, what makes it different from any other bra is it has a sewn-in pockets okay. that are designed for women who have to have breast forms mm-hmm. that they just slide right into that pocket and you would never know. Okay. And of course, there's going to be a single and there's going to be single a double. or double, okay. whichever. Some women have just left or right mastectomy. Some have bilateral mastectomy. Mm-hmm. And some women only have lumpectomies okay. where there's partial. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. I didn't even have thought of that. This is, right. you know, it's not like I exactly, I don't think about them all the time. All right. Men, <laughs> men do think about other things. It's football season for crying out loud. <laughs> yes. It's a part of my brain for <laughs> this time of year anyway. Also, um, when, how do women get them? I mean, obviously they're going to go to Grace Healthcare, but as this is, I mean, my physician is going to help me. Uh, right. Yeah, You're just yeah. going to go to your primary care doctor or okay. your oncologist and talk, um, discuss the need for mastectomy supplies and they'll write you a prescription and then you just take it to the, you know, local mastectomy that's, supplier. That's writing a prescription. That wow. you choose. Okay. Well, you know, David said in the last show, there's tons of great stores. Mm-hmm. Are there specific great stores that do these deals or is it just like one where you are? Or? Well, our location in Gulfport on Broad Avenue, we have okay. a fitter there. Her name is Lynn. And then I, Trina, I mm-hmm. do our fittings in Biloxi on Pops Ferry Road. Okay. okay. Terrific. All right. now, Good to know. Let's, there's everybody, whenever it comes to healthcare, uh oh, what's this going to cost me? Now, how are these paid for? Is, does insurance cover this a, a good portion of the time? What do you think? Actually, most insurance policies do cover mastectomy items. Okay. The, you know, and for lumpectomies and the breast prostheses, all, all the mastectomy items, you just have to check with your insurance company to make sure that your policy is one that actually would cover these items for you. I would have to think, I mean, any more, you know, and, and, and if they, if your insurance company doesn't cover it, refer them to a football player wearing pink. <laughs> there you go. You might actually, like, you know, change their idea on that. What are the basic rules here when we're talking about Medicare? What about folks that are on Medicare? Well, the basic, let's see, mm-hmm. Medicare generally covers up to six bras per year. Okay. Again, it depends on what insurance you have. Not all women who have mastectomies have Medicare insurance. Okay. Okay. So it depends what insurance that you have and again, what policy that you have. But generally, Medicare will cover up to six bras a year. All right. Well, that sounds like a good deal. I would think that, I don't know, my, my wife seems to always want to go out and get a, uh, another bra for herself. But, but six, <laughs> Women can never have too many. No, no, say me. There you go. <laughs> Women can never have too many bras. That's all That's right. That's right. Okay. How many breast <laughs> forms are covered per year? Do you know or... Um, 
Well, actually, you know, again, Mm-hmm. A lot of insurances that are just, different. You know, changes. some okay. cover most insurance covers them every two year because they're very durable and they do last okay. longer. You know, they'll cover bras every year, but they will only cover the breast forms every two year because they're more durable. Okay. Now, now if something malfunctions. Does Grace like if something? We always stand behind our products. Good. We're mm-hmm. always going to take well, care I mean, of our patients. You know, David did say that in the last show. He so, did. Yeah. That's right. He did indeed. That's right. All right. Now, uh, this is. I, I think this is pretty obvious the answer, but still, is all this kept confidential? Absolutely. We, okay. we follow all HIPAA guidelines, and we, you know, we want to maintain that patient-client confidentiality. So, absolutely, you're. It's private. It's it's very personable. And, you know, we want to meet all your needs and we want to make you feel comfortable. Okay. Now, after you get your prescription, because I'm going down my list of questions here, obviously the next process is that you go talk to David at Grace Healthcare. That's all that there is to that. But what do you, who do you usually recommend? Let's say that patients just can't afford this this situation and, and there are there yeah, are a of lot course. of insurances they, no, that yeah. that don't cover it there you, go. you know yeah. in a, in a situation like that <laughs> yeah we also have a donation section oh. you know a lot of women come in and want to donate their items that maybe they um gained weight lost weight they didn't get to wear you know some gently used and they come in like i said it's an a yearly thing so you come in for new bras one year you bring the ones that you haven't wore or the ones that are gently worn and you can donate them to women that don't have insurance wow. and okay. a lot of women actually come in that don't have insurance and if i don't have anything in my stock mm. that will fit them or that will meet their needs i generally direct them to the pink heart funds in long beach okay and so and there's you trina is at the biloxi and i'm sorry who's the lady lynn strickland lynn is at the uh, the one there uh, in uh, gulfport and on broad avenue uh, on broad avenue there you go and you can check out which there's going to be bras stretched out across broad avenue here very soon so keep an eye out for those and they're going to help you through that process step by step and 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 everything else anything else that you want to add real quick uh, to, to sum it all up for you over at grace healthcare besides the fact that your boss has a great radio voice (laughs) <laughs> well, we, we want to help you. We want to make you feel like a woman again. Mm-hmm. We want to, you know, help you to mm-hmm. get back to to feeling natural. Right. So if there's anything that we can help you with, just come see us at one of our two locations. Okay. Give a phone number. You got a phone number there for, for 863-3331. Okay. That's the phone number for Grace Healthcare. So give them a call and those fine folks will help you out. Also coming up, Josh, this Saturday, we have got the Making Strides walk for breast cancer tell me more about that Come well on. mike we want to make sure that we talk about such this great event um it is the making strides of harrison the gulf coast it is this saturday october 18th at 8 a.m at the biloxi town green those of you that don't know where that is 710 beach boulevard biloxi mississippi but you should know where the the town green is currently right now we only have 171 teams with 613 people signed up and only raised twelve thousand five hundred dollars you know i I miss you in a challenge out there. I think we can raise some more money. That's yes, a huge, can. huge deal. If you want to find out any more information about this, go check out their website, makingstrideswalk.org. Put in your zip code. Look up the Gulf Coast. It's simply right there. Really? Or you can go ahead and call Miss Ann Bates. She is the uh, same uh, the organizer of this deal. Um, send her questions either at her email, gulfcoastmsstrides.com 
at cancer.org. Once again, Gulf Coast MS Strides at cancer.org or give her a call at 985-209-9763. That again is 985-209-9763. Now, Mike, look, man, I have gone in to get some stats because we haven't talked about that yet. So let's, let's go into this a little bit. Since the 1940s, between 1940 and 1980, um, the new cases rose by 1% each year in female breast cancer. cancer. Yes. Um, It leveled off in about the 1990s, and it started to decline in the 2000s. Um, Sadly enough, so did mammograms. Oh, yes. Everybody thought they were okay. Yeah. Sadly. Well, you know, go save the yeah. tatas is yes, what we've been exactly. saying in this whole show. Every saying, single year. Yes. Every single year. Go get your mammogram. Now, since 2004, new cases have kind of remained stable. Um, 1975 to 1990, they increased slowly. Um, it says here that since 1990, it actually decreased totally 34%. Cool. Which is Very really, cool. really cool. Yes. Now, as for ma- uh, male cancer, you know, that's still a deal. They sure. talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, new cases and deaths actually have changed not so much over the years. Um, now, speaking more about how many people get it and, you know, how many people die, it's been estimated this year that a total 232,670 new cases of invasive breast cancer for women this year. Wow. Yes. Okay. With... 40,000 of those ended up in death. Why it is so important to get your mammograms every single year. Also very important to get involved with the uh, Making Strides Walk. Again, it's makingstridesvalk.org is the website that you can go to. And then it's real easy to find out any event that's going on near you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. And then uh, as for the males, you know, we want to make sure that those numbers are in there because, you know, it is serious. Males can get this disease also. Um, Breast cancer in men will actually be, and mind you, once again, they say it's pretty rare, but 2,360 cases this year, um, 430 of those being ending up in death. Right. Now, look, if you want to find out more about male breast cancer, I'm going to once again throw it out there. Yes. The Bubba Ball this October 17th mm-hmm. at the Gulf Hills Resort. Please, please go and attend that event. They're going to be talking about a bunch of different cancers, but male cancers is the subject this month. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and go all ahead. You do is go to Facebook.com and uh, slash uh, Gulf Coast Bubba Ball, and you can find out more about that. And that's coming up this Friday, the 17th there at the Gulf Hills Resort. When we come back after a quick break, we're going to talk to Renee Davis. She is from the Gulf Coast Women's Center for Nonviolence. We're going to talk about it is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. All right. And we're going to talk about that in just a bit on a healthy conversation. It is brought to you by Canon Hospice. Go to canonhospice.com to find out more. Also, check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Canon Hospice. We all know that people are not the same, but did you know that all pharmacies are not the same either? At Sartan's Discount Drugs, we can use our unique skills as a compounding pharmacy to address your individual health care needs. Combine that with our expertise in pharmaceutical medicine, and you have a pharmacy that not only will treat your medical problems, but will help protect and preserve your health for the future. As unique as you are, that's Sartan's Discount Drugs. And welcome back to A Healthy Conversation. This is brought to you by Canon Hospice. Go to canonhospice.com to find out more. Also check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash canonhospice. We and got Leslie. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, I keep saying it every time we come back. We've gone pink. 
Yes, we have. Gone pink. This save the tatas. Save the tatas. Uh, save second base. Save the boobies. It is October, and it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And if NFL players can wear pink, so can we. And we got Leslie back in here with Bras on Broad, which is like the coolest idea for an event. Go and explain that again, Leslie. Absolutely. Bras on Broad, um, October the 17th. We're going to... Um, ask for donations of uh, new bras to be dropped off either at the Boynton uh, Nursing Facility on Broad Avenue, uh, Dr. Paul Mace's office up in Gulfport, uh, Grace Healthcare on uh, Pops Ferry Road in Biloxi. So there are a, a, a variety of drop-off points. Or you can come out and join us and bring your bras that day, October the 17th at 1030 to the Boyington. We're going to string them together, and then we're going to go down to Highway 90, and we're going to start at Broad Avenue and stretch, as far, <laughs> stretch as far as we can get from uh, to Highway 49, uh, yeah, Highway 49, and uh, down to USM Long Beach. That See how so far great. we can go. I hear you have some great sponsors you want to talk about. Absolutely, we do. Go Ariel is going to um, do our aerial photo um, for the day. They are uh, doing awesome. it because of the causes, the two causes that, um, that mean so much to the coast and to us. So they are going to uh, do the aerial photo for <laughs> I us. Love that we're going to see it from outer space. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> go aerial. Make that um, go viral on the Facebook. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And then the Cake Factory of Gulfport. Um, Jennifer Revere, she is donating all of the desserts for the lunch provided Ooh, at the terrific. Boyington after the event. Any participant can come back to the Boyington on Broad Avenue. We're going to absolutely. We're going to serve now. lunch um, in the Boyington courtyard, and they are going to provide all of the desserts. And that is the Cake Factory of Gulfport. So Sounds your next terrific. your next event, make sure you book the Cake Factory. They yeah. support a great cause. There absolutely, you go. Exactly. absolutely. And all of your aerial photographs, especially of Broad. If you want to have taken at, I'm sorry, who's the, the photographer again? It's Go Ariel. Terrific. I wonder if they're going to make a, like a cake out of a bra, like uh, uh, like a bra cake. It's got to be in this shape. <laughs> yes. We're not of sure course. what they're well, doing. Not, not out that of would a bra. be awesome. Not literally <laughs> out of a bra. Well, no, I don't want to eat that cake. But yes, yes. so you know you got to go They can the make event. cupcakes. Different size cups. Oh, there. Wow. Cupcakes. Okay. Who knows what they're going to come up with for us. Go Absolutely pink, man. Perfect. Go pink. Leslie, Absolutely. Sounds fantastic. It is Bras on Broad, and it is happening this Friday, which is the 17th. And you can find out more. You can call. Uh, what's your phone number again? To get it's 239-0508. There you go. Give Leslie a call and find out more about that. And after you have done that, you do the next day at the walk at mm-hmm. Biloxi Town Green. There I mean, come on. Let's do pink this weekend. That's let's it. make it happen. Makingstrideswalk.org. You can find out more about the walk right there. Leslie, thank you so much. Thank you. And now we welcome to the show Renee Davis from the Gulf Coast Women's Center for Nonviolence. Welcome to the show, Renee. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. This is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Now, I think everybody is aware of the fact, and we've said this a whole lot, that everybody knows that this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, yes. but, and the football players wear pink. pink. To help that out, but really considering this year, the football players might want to start wearing. They what need color? to wear purple. There you go. Absolutely, that's right. So, so now this is you work at the uh, the center. This is the Gulf Coast Women's Center for Nonviolence. First of all, let's get phone numbers and information out there for uh, the people suffering, the the victims of this. 
Where do they go? What do they call? Let's do that first. Yeah, well, if you're here in the lower six counties, you can call our crisis line number, which is 800-800-1396. Okay, and that's 24 hours a day? 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can contact. There's a human on the other end of the line that can help you um, talk with you. Outside the area, our national hotline uh, for the the National uh, Association for Domestic Violence, that's uh, 800-799-SAFE. Okay. Again, okay. 24 hours. 24 7. On that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Talk cool. To now, uh, the place to go to for the, the lower six counties, or how many places do you well, have to go to? Well, we have a shelter for women. We don't give out the location, which is part of the security for, that makes for them. Sense. Jeez, yeah, we guy. don't give out the location. We actually have we have two shelters okay. um, here on the coast that, that are a part of our organization. One is in Jackson County, one is in Harrison County. Mm-hmm. But they can contact us by calling that number, talking okay. to someone. And if you need to come in shelter, we will tell you where, you know, where to come okay. uh, in a safe way. And they can come and we provide shelter. We provide comprehensive services for victims and their children. They can bring their children with them as well. Okay, just off the top of my head, the first thing I thought of is, what if I don't have transportation? Do you Can you come to me? Um, we don't go out for secure, for safety of our staff. We don't okay. have people who go out, but we do coordinate with them, and generally the police can bring them. If nothing else, oh, if they don't okay. have other transportation, uh-huh. police uh, that we work with can help transport them to the center. So we don't want transportation ever be a preventive factor for anybody not coming to shelter and getting out of a bad relationship. Go blue. Oh yes, fantastic. Go purple. Well, Absolutely. Yes, I, I said go blue for the okay, cops. Go blue for the cops. I mean, they're <laughs> doing, they're doing <laughs> a good deed. When they come to get you, that's, that's what'll happen. That's right. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's start talking about, the, there is, um, it, it, this is such a, a, a terrible situation. Uh, um, all right. I think there's a lot of folks that are under the impression, first of all, that, and this includes the abuser we were talking before the, this interview, that they don't think that this is a crime. Right. Even. Right. Okay, let's talk about that. Well, for a little. I, I think that's very true. I think there are a lot of people who don't look at domestic violence as a crime, a violent mm-hmm. crime that it is, including a lot of the abusers. Um, primarily, that's because domestic violence, unlike other kinds of assault and other kind of crimes, is something that happens a lot of time behind closed doors. Right. And victims of these kinds of assault feel a lot of guilt, uh, a lot of shame. They feel like it's their fault. They feel like they did something maybe to, because they're being told that the abuser's telling them it's their fault and mm-hmm. it, they provoked it and it's something they did. And so, whereas if I got mugged in the parking lot, the first thing mm-hmm. I would do is call 911 and I'd say, this person did this. It's a crime. I don't care why they did it. You know, if they lost their job or they were drunk, I don't care why they did it. You know, this is I'm a victim of a crime. Right. But typically when it happens with someone you love or it happens at home, instead of seeing that, we start asking questions. Well, did I do something or why did they do it? Trying to rationalize reasons why this person did what they did. We don't victims themselves very often don't treat it as the same kind of crime, but it is a violent crime. And it is a pattern of behavior that goes on over and over as long as you stay in that relationship. You have a sense of security with that person, and right. then you have a, pretty much like a psychological breakdown. Um, you know, I don't talk about it a lot, but I am a survivor of child abuse, mm-hmm. and I understand that yeah. mentality. That's a uh, that's a tough place to be. It, it is. really, really is. And then you're too afraid to say anything, and you're ashamed. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, mm. yeah. The victims a lot of times, and and I think we as a society sort of reinforce that because the first question people always ask is, "Why didn't she leave?" 
Rather mm-hmm. than saying, why did he abuse her? We said, why didn't she leave? Well, that's putting the responsibility on the wrong person. It's putting the responsibility on the victim to leave instead of stopping a person from abusing. So Exactly. And let's go back to, and I don't think I can repeat this enough. Domestic violence is a crime. Yes. Period. Correct. Let's just keep on saying that because I think there are a whole lot of people out there that just don't realize What's that. What's wrong? And you, had, yeah. and you admitted to being a, a victim of child abuse. Um, survivor. In, in my, or survivor. Yes. I, survivor I, I, on survivor. this survivor. That's survivor. right. Survivor. When I was growing up, yeah, there was a time, and it was because of alcohol, yes. my father drank. There was domestic violence because there's another part of it, too. It's not necessarily a physical act. That's very it? correct. Go ahead yeah, and Yeah, that's very that. true. That's very true. A lot of people think that when we, when we talk about domestic violence, people automatically assume we're talking about physical battery. Mm-hmm. But that's not always the case. Domestic violence is a pattern of behavior meant to gain and control, gain and maintain control of another person. So um, sometimes that means physical violence uh, against another person, but not Mm -hmm. always. There can be other ways to get and maintain control. So there's lots of emotional violence, jealousy, isolating the victim, Mm -hmm. financial control, sexual control or or coercion, Um, you know, spiritual abuse, verbal abuse. Uh, there's just lots of threatening and coercion and things like that. There's but, many, many, many different types of sort of tools that abusers will use to get that control and maintain it. It's not always going to be physical. See, the threatening that you just mentioned, that's what the situation was when yeah. when I was a kid in my house. There was that intimidation, the, yes. the bullying, but mm-hmm. there was never actually the physical right. uh, type of thing. But that and and. You know, it's not like it matters. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, when that starts to happen is is really when you need to start talking to somebody, you need to get into therapy, you need to maybe just get out of there for a while. Who knows? But in your experience, Mm -hmm. is this does it how long does it take? Generally, I mean, is that is that an odd question? Well, it's very, very individualized. Okay. So you have people that, you know, will get out very soon after they realize that they're in an abusive relationship. And you have other people that will live with it for 30 years, you know, so it really is individual. Um, There's sort of a spectrum of violence. You have Mm -hmm. some people that are in these controlling, uncomfortable relationships that they need to get out of, but they may not be in fatal danger from today. From that relationship. Right. It may not be that kind of thing. It may be more threatening, intimidating, financially controlling kind of thing. And on the other end of the spectrum, you have people that are, their lives are in danger. They could be killed by their mm-hmm. partner. So, you know, each each situation is different. And, you know, we would encourage anybody uh, to get out of a relationship. If you're not being respected, if you're being controlled and, uh, you know, it can change mm-hmm. is, is the problem. This is a cycle that repeats itself. And, if you're not being physically abused today, it doesn't mean that, you know, down the road that that cycle doesn't take you to a place where you are being physically abused or your life is in danger. So okay, exactly. It can escalate over time. That's that's the the important thing that I really think that we need to to get out here. And again, I'm going to say it. Domestic violence is a crime. And that means that that domestic violence in the case of either hitting them or yes. even the, even the mental abuse. I mean, yeah. that, that that's it's violence. It is right. violence, you know, yeah. so just keep that in mind, too. Um let's take them through the process of, because I want to maybe, like you said, there's a lot of folks that they're in that situation. And Josh kind of brought it up a, a moment ago. This is a person that I've always trusted. I mean, for crying out loud, I married them you right. know, right off the bat. This is the person that is maybe my financial support Absolutely. there too. So let's take them through 
the support that they're going to receive when they go to the shelter are there you know what kind of programs are they going to get into and yeah and that yeah well from the moment that they call some people call before they're ready to leave they okay. may not be ready to leave yet but they All have right. concerns or questions and so the first thing that we're going to do is talk to them get an idea of what their situation is and if necessary do some safety planning mm-hmm. with them tell them what they can do when they are ready to leave or what they can do to prepare so that when they're ready to leave they they have their best chances of success and independence after they they've gotten out of the relationship. So safety planning is a big part of that. But for someone who is prepared to come into shelter, we would talk to them and get some information about them, clear them to come into shelter. Um, They would receive a a comprehensive assessment intake immediately when they get to the shelter. Mm -hmm. Um, They would have a case manager. They would have a counselor assigned and their children would have a children's counselor. We have on-site child care, on-site preschool for children if if they're children of preschool age. Mm -hmm. Um, So those things are available. We have our legal clinic, which is our Northcutt Legal Clinic. That is for victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, or stalking. Um, that provides free legal services so wow. for civil matters. So Fantastic. If, yeah. yeah, so if they have divorce or paternity issues or custody issues or any civil you know matters related to domestic violence, they mm-hmm. can have representation for free. We have people that will go with them as advocates to court if they need that. Um, and then case management to kind of work with them depending on what kind of services. They may need somebody to help them apply for benefits or mm-hmm. do a resume or you know, find housing and those sorts of things. We have housing programs that help. So we have all of these comprehensive services to to help. And of course, at the shelter itself, you've get, you know, a a safe place to stay and clothes and, you know, um, all of your linens and personal items and their, you know, food and meals. And so we kind of take care of everything. Um, It's just a matter of getting people in there to the shelter who need help, want the help and, and are willing to move on from that relationship. You know, for the people that that live at home and they take care of the children and they Mm -hmm. don't really they don't go and get jobs, they don't they've been living this life for so long. It's 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 fair to say they probably forget a lot of those skills. So having that Mm -hmm. help would be absolutely majorly beneficial. Yeah, that's a big part of the shelter life, I think, is just making that turning that corner from, you know, being in a relationship where everything may have been controlled for you. There are people who come to shelter that, you know, haven't even decided what they want for breakfast for a oh, long gosh. time. Oh, you know, no. they've had someone to dictate to them everything. And so a big part of helping victims or uh, survivors of domestic violence is empowering them to make those choices for themselves again. Well, I, I know I know this doesn't link with violence, um, but, you know, when you leave the house for the first time yeah. and, and you leave your parents home and you go live on your own, it's like, sure. What do I do first? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that same exactly mentality it. of mm-hmm. leaving the home and they're not used to making some of those decisions on their own. I, I could see that. That's so. exactly right. Well, and imagine, you know, being that same situation, but instead you have a family that you're bringing with you. Oh, and gosh. not only do you have to learn how to live life independently mm-hmm. um, and making your own decisions again, but you're you have a family to take care of and you, you want to make sure that the relation, the uh, the decisions that you make are good for them as well as for yourself. Okay. Um, it is a big deal. People ask a lot, you know, why don't people leave? Well, that's it's a, an extremely what? brave thing yeah. for people to put their life 
aside and start exactly. a new one that's I mean, safe. People have trouble trying to pick out a new car. Sure. So I mean, <laughs> having to restart your life. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's a I huge mean, step, especially when and, and all the decisions that, and including something like what you're going to have for breakfast, but all those decisions of suddenly you got to start picking all of that stuff. Yeah. It's just so much easier, well, I guess, yeah. to stay where you're at. Well, that is. Or and, to go back. Some people, if they don't have support, like they get from a shelter, from counseling, or if they, one of the, the most nefarious things about abuse is mm-hmm. that abusers typically isolate their victims. That is a big part of the abuse. One of the first kind of things in the process of abuse is that they're going to try to alienate everybody around the victim All right. or just tell them, you know, force them to cut themselves off from friends and family. And so victims very often feel like they don't have somewhere to turn. And nobody to turn There's to. nobody yeah. to talk to. There's nobody to witness what's going on. Um, and so it, it does kind of feel like they're on their own trying to do all this. And then people wonder why they go back and you know, to these return to an abusive relationship. Well, that's mm-hmm. because if they don't have the right kind of support or they don't feel supported, mm-hmm. it can be a very steep uphill battle to restart your life and feel like you're doing it all by yourself. So we want to make sure people know that they do not have to feel that they're doing it by themselves. There are plenty of people um, like at the center who Mm -hmm. will be willing to help support them and provide them with, you know, uh, a bridge out of that isolation. Well, from what I've read, uh, a lot of these abusers, sometimes they control the finances completely. So, I mean, just simply how do I get car insurance and sure. how do I, how do I go about getting like, I've never done a bank account before. <laughs> I mean, that's absolutely. Mm-hmm. We've, we've dealt with every possibility you can imagine with that. Sometimes an abuser will have everything in their name. So the victim doesn't ha- legally own things. Right. Sometimes an abuser will put everything in the victim's name and then ruin their credit, Oh. Um, wow. run up oh. all the bills and things. So they will make it difficult. They will try oh um, to make it as difficult, but that that's still, it's not insurmountable. Well, one other point, I, I'm sorry, no, I wanted no, to make ahead. sure that I brought this up, was that all the services that you described sounds to me like at a moment's notice, I yes. can call that phone number and I can just come to you, grab yeah. the kids, put them in the car, and I'm going Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. We have it. a lot don't of that. Anything and, else. and I want to make sure to mention that all of our services are free to victims. We don't provide, we don't mm-hmm. charge anything um, for any of our services awesome. that we provide to victims or their children. Um, you know, they're available and all of their services are, are available even for people who don't live in the shelter. Sometimes people will say, well, you know, I really need counseling or my child could use counseling or I need this legal help, but I really don't want to go to a shelter. I have a place that I can go to get out of this relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go live in a shelter, but I need other. So we can still do that. We have non-residential clients. And you, of course, accept some donations if you would. Of course. Okay. Always. We only got a little bit of time left. Renee, give me the phone numbers again. Give me. Let me know where I can donate and all of that. Go. Absolutely. Um, our phone number is 800-800-1396. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can reach someone there. Um, you can donate to us. The best way, there are a couple of ways to donate um, to us. One is to go to our website. We have all the donation information there, and that okay. is at gcwcfn.org. That stands for Gulf Coast Women's Center for Nonviolence. Okay. All right. That's a mouthful. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can go to our website, and it has plenty of information. You can donate, donate right there online through PayPal, or it gives information about how you can send information. Fantastic. Um, 
to us. Um, another thing that people like to do for donation that's real super easy here on the coast is if you have uh, items that you want to donate, like clothes mm-hmm. and things like that, if you take them to the Humane Society through the thrift store oh, really? um, on behalf of the Women's Center, this is something uh, recently that we just started. It's called Safe, Sa- um, Saving Animals and Families Every Day. Um, we have a, a cooperation with them. They put things, we donate, tell them it's for the Women's Center. Okay. They, and what happens is that they put those items in their thrift store because we don't have a lot of storage. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they give us vouchers. So the women and children who are in our center can go shop in their thrift store and oh. get the things that they need so they can get their clothes and household items and things like that. Go so it's a perfect, society. a perfect yes. partnership. Fantastic. That really is terrific. Okay. This, remember, domestic violence is a crime. Keep that in mind. This is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. One more time. Give me your phone number. 800-800-1396. Okay. 800-800-1396. Thank you very much, Renee Davis, for joining us from the Gulf Coast Women's Center for Nonviolence. And actually, if you just Google that, you're going to be able to find the website Absolutely. as well. You can come back anytime because this is always a great subject to uh, talk about and get that information out there. Thank you for being on A Healthy Conversation. It is brought to you by Canon Hospice. Go to canonhospice.com to find out more. Also check out the Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash canonhospice.